starts when I say, hey. Hey. Welcome to Arthur Read Between the Lines, the podcast where we revisit every episode of Arthur. That's Gab. And that's Lion. Today we'll be covering season one, episode 11, which is Arthur's Baby and DW's Baby. We're going to recap each episode, talk about our memories of it, and overall discuss our favorite parts, first for one segment and then for the other. Let's get into it. So this is a real two-for-one special. It's a real two-for-bud. Oh yeah, bud. I think this uh, episode is really interesting because it's maybe the only one so far where the two segments directly link with each other. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. much so that they literally overlap, as we'll see. All right. I'll start. Yeah. So you're going to start us off um, with the synopsis of Arthur's baby. You could say that this synopsis is your baby. Take good care of it. Why would that's it's kind of weird. Well, maybe you'll do better now. Sorry, <laughs> that was uncalled for. All right. <clears throat> so this episode starts with Kate's first birthday. Arthur, D.W., and the whole family are there, um, and they're all celebrating, and everyone's happy. Until D.W. says, "Well, it wasn't always this way." Yeah, she's very accusatory. Accuses Arthur of. Not even having liked Kate when she was first born. Uh-huh. And so, flashback. Their parents coming in and announcing, We're gonna have a baby! <laughs> and DW's, DW's so excited. She loses her mind immediately, <laughs> jumping around the house. Arthur's Does not a bit shut more, up. <laughs> Arthur's a bit more tentative. He seems... Yeah, he's not sure about a baby. Ups- he doesn't seem upset or scared, but he's he definitely apprehensive. Yeah, he's not excited. And so cue all these memories of um, different babies <laughs> and what could happen. Yeah, all of his friends Give try their... to prepare him for what's to come. Yeah, the classic advice, that's no good. Um, <laughs> finally, baby Kate's born. She comes home and seems to cry every time Arthur gets near her. And so he's really like disheartened by this. Mm-hmm. Until one afternoon when mom asks him to watch the baby... <clears throat> And um, she starts crying. Nobody knows what to do until he burps her like a pro. And he saves the day. He saves the day. Francine and Buster are there to witness it. Yeah. And they haven't seen anything cuter in their whole lives. Yeah, they're they're starstruck. (laughs) And then Kate, of course, gives Arthur sloppy wet kisses. (laughs) And then it ends ends very abruptly, this episode. That was what really struck me upon the rewatch was that Arthur burps the baby, everyone's happy, and, and then that's cut. it. Yeah. Do you remember anything about this episode? Yes, I do. Um, this episode doesn't have a lot of super memorable standout sequences. Actually, I'll take that back. I think my most <laughs> memorable, funny sequences are from the cold open when Arthur, for some reason, is speculating on what his friends were like as babies. Oh my god, yeah. And there's a scene that's, of course, I love when the Arthur uh, team fully animates a dream sequence of baby Buster in the baby (laughs) seat of a grocery cart as his mom is pushing him through the store, picking up everything and eating it off the shelves, like a head of lettuce. (laughs) Yeah. And then um, Arthur said... Well, even Mr. Ratburn was a baby. Oh my god. And there's a flashback of baby Ratburn scribbling equations on the walls. Yeah, it, and apparently his first name was Emil. Which is incorrect because Isn't in it Nathan? Ev- 
Nigel. Nigel. In every other episode. Well, there's a blooper for you. Yeah, we're coming for the Arthur writers and their plot inconsistencies. That's <laughs> one ding for you, a la Cinema Sins. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What were your standout memories from this episode? I really don't remember much. I actually... Okay, well, this is for the next segment, but for this segment, yeah, I don't really have any, any strong memories. Yeah, it's a pretty... It's, it's a pretty, pretty straightforward, straightforward story. Straightforward, yeah. It's a good word. I will say, though, I love the level of juvenile exaggeration throughout the story. It really serves to illustrate, I think, what a child's worries are like. Yeah. When all of Arthur's friends... Binky warns him that he'll never sleep again. Oh, my again. God. Binky's advice. Binky with his classic advice. That's becoming a thing. Yeah. All of his friends give terrible advice because they're all children who don't have the experience to give better no, advice. No, but Binky, like, specifically gives strange advice. What, what was Binky's thing again? He was the one who told Arthur, oh, you'll never sleep because babies cry all the time, yeah. right? Well, tossing around in a wrestling match. <laughs> yeah, very weird for them to be having this conversation in the middle of gym class while Binky's pounding them. <laughs> Structured pounding time. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, may I, may I say something about this Binky thing? Mm -hmm. So, Kate was one. And um, Arthur's in the third grade. Yep. So take back a year and nine months and he would at least have to be in the second grade right yeah which means latest. he shouldn't have had glasses i don't think and according also, to the timeline it should mean that binky should not have been in that class because, because binky, binky only got hard back grade. yeah i was hoping you wouldn't i was hoping we wouldn't have to talk about this really but you know what it's our duty as podcasters <laughs> you're right must. i was thinking the same thing that the timeline doesn't really agree if kate is yeah, this would have taken place definitely in second grade. Yeah. Maybe even a bit Maybe earlier. Maybe yeah. Because I don't know when, what time of year Kate's birthday is. Yeah. So, well, we must say the truth. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry we had to do it to y'all. <laughs> and then what else does um, he get warned about? Muffy then warns him that babies are all just changing diapers 24-7. Yeah, and Arthur's so worried he can barely sleep. That's true. Yeah, he's having nightmares about this baby situation. Yeah. Poor Arthur. Meanwhile, DW, though, she's ready. <laughs> she's she's diapering every single doll yeah. in the house in preparation. Not Bionic Bunny. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Bionic Bunny was not spared from diaper <laughs> practice. One of my favorite things that DW, though, did... Such an iconic moment. I'm definitely going to do this to my loved ones. Um, <laughs> given the chance. When the, the mom portrait. is... Yeah, the mom <laughs> is packing to go to the hospital and she gives her mom a framed picture of her and says, here, take this with you to the hospital so you can make another perfect child. <laughs> it's such a quaint framed photograph too. She's like, oh, sitting daintily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just wrote DW is a terror. She was a terror as usual. But, you know, with good intentions. She just wanted to be the best big sister, as we'll talk more about in the next segment. It's true, it's true. Mm -hmm. I admire her commitment to another, her role. Another really funny thing, when DW was playing nurse, Kate's pacifier was on the floor. She's like, watch out, I need to dis disinfect it. And oh then, no, specifically, sterilize it. Sterilize. <laughs> yeah, and then she proceeds to drop everything yeah. on the ground and wipe it on her shirt anyway. 
You have a younger sibling. But do you remember <laughs> you your your sibling how how much younger is your sister? Four, than you? four years. Do you remember like when your sister was born? Um not really, no. Huh. Because DW would have been four. She yeah. remembers. But she might not remember later. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, exactly. When she's, you know, old like us. That's true. I famously haven't remembered anything that's ever happened to me. Excellent. Yeah. I remember a bit of what we were like as kids, but it would be more like the Arthur DW stage and not the DW Kate stage or the Arthur Kate stage. Yeah. The reason I ask, of course, is because I'm wondering what this episode's relatability factor is, and mm-hmm. I don't have the life experience to be able to say. Honestly, watching this episode seemed like a very small snippet and not really like representative of like a whole set of interactions. What do you mean? I don't know. It just seems like a really kind of a niche thing. Like the baby only comes home once, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> and yeah, we got kind of a few moments. I think it was nice that we saw just a handful of moments that what i imagine kids who are like expecting a younger sibling these are moments that like they would see where it's like oh mom's getting ready to go to the hospital oh we're like you know preparing i didn't really talk a lot about preparing the house until the next segment when the crib Mm -hmm. got moved into dw's room but we'll get there yeah um spoiler alert i know always with the spoilers on this podcast (laughs) but it seems like I, I guess they tried to touch on, like, a few big things, but again, I don't really, I don't really know. I can't mm. say. I'm the baby of my family, so wow. I don't have the burden of knowing what it's like to have a sibling come home. <laughs> also, you know, I thought the conflict and resolution in this episode was, like, really short. Yeah, I suppose. Like, there wasn't any real external conflict. It was mostly Arthur and himself. Yeah, and the resolution, it resolves Arthur's concern that Kate doesn't like him. Yeah. Because Kate cries all the time around him. And of course, that only became a problem halfway through the episode when she was actually born. Yeah. (laughs) And then, yeah, it just seemed like really quick. Yeah, and we didn't get to see really any of Arthur's other anxieties be confronted. All the mm-hmm. stuff about not being able to sleep and changing diapers all the time. Like, he didn't really... But maybe in the next part we get a little bit of that. Yeah, DW definitely has oh, to face DW. the music on all those things. But Arthur doesn't really. After this segment, you know, he burps her once and there's smooth sailing, I guess. Yeah, he's chilling, as they say. They do. <laughs> also, I love how, <laughs> how when he burped her... Francine and Buster were like, oh my god. And Buster says, right when she's about to explode. (laughs) Yeah, I love how that was Buster's understanding of what the consequences were to be. Yeah, do you have anything else to say about this episode? Not really. It was just standard. What would you rate it? What would I rate it? Ah, like a seven. It wasn't wasn't like standout, but it Mm -hmm. wasn't bad. Seven IMDb scale rating. Like... (laughs) I always rate on the IMDb scale. What what difference does the IMDb scale make as opposed to just any other old scale? Well, the IMDb scale, like, you know, it's it's good. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you to explain. Oh, well, I don't know. Like, above a 7, it's pretty decent. Okay. Above an 8, it's, like, really good. Okay. And above a 9, it's legendary. All right, so this is the, the context that I need to understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd give it, like, a six. A six on what scale? 
on my scale of oh. personal enjoyment. Um, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 because I personally didn't enjoy it that much. I couldn't relate to it, and I um, didn't find it that funny or interesting. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm being selfish, and I'm just doing this on my enjoyment. I still think it's a good quality episode for sure. I think they did a good job at saying what they presumably wanted to say. So mm. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's fair. Hello, listeners. This is Editing Caroline coming at you. Huge oversight on our part. Gabe realized moments after we stopped recording yesterday that we did not talk about the iconic scene that starts this episode in which DW and Arthur are sitting at the kitchen eating grapes more furiously than you could ever imagine. It's just a solid at least 30 seconds of the two of them eating grapes as fast as they can, trying to be the one to eat more grapes and then fighting over the last one. We have no idea what purpose this scene serves. Um, perhaps to establish their competitive sibling nature, which will be explored a little bit more in the ways that they both try to be a good sibling to baby Kate. I don't know. Either way, it's super funny, and I feel like I couldn't, in good conscience, not mention it. Okay, back to the rest of the episode. Alright, so we move on to segment two, or rather part two. Actually, there's an interlude. There's a bit of an interlude. Yes, on our, um, on our website, Let's ask we the kids. got to see, and now a word from us kids. Yeah. Just one little part, because at the, when they, um, they start a word from us kids, mm -hmm. and one kid's like, my mom's about to have a baby, and then it just, like, pans to clips of other kids. <laughs> faces like a mexican standoff it's very weirdly edited yeah, all the kids are silent kind of the music is very uneasy yeah it's like mm. i imagine what they were going for was to demonstrate how kids might be like arthur apprehensive about getting a new sibling Oh, that's fair. I didn't but, think about that. But it, it did read as just very awkward. Yeah, menacing. menacing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now on to segment two. Oh, I actually had, there was what? One, one line that I liked from that interstitial. One of the last things that the kids say, one kid says, and the most important thing about a baby is to love it, no matter if it's a boy or a girl. And you know what? In honor of Trans Awareness Week, I think that's really important to say Damn. to everyone. Word. Yep. Segment two is DW's baby. We already heard about Arthur's baby. Now get ready for DW's baby. This segment starts with the tables turned, where now Arthur is reminding DW, well, remember when Kate first came home, you didn't even like her. Debbie's like, what? No, that's not true. But then we launch into the story and we see mm -hmm. how, well, it was a little bit true. So this segment starts from a moment that happened in the last segment when they first, the parents first bring Kate home. They put her to bed in her little bed and DW says, that's it? You're <laughs> done with her? It's a very cute bed though. Yeah, it's got little bows bow, and yeah. everything. Yeah, it's very Lots nice. of frills. Yeah. So now DW has to get acclimated to just everyday life with this baby. So we see the same scene in which Arthur saves the day by burping the baby, but now we see it from DW's perspective, where she's talking to her imaginary friend about how if only she could calm the baby, then she could prove to their mom that 
she knows everything about babies. But of course, Arthur saves the day instead, and DW feels snubbed. And things only go downhill from there. Um, the baby then is moved from the parents' room into DW's room um, when she gets a crib, and DW may never sleep again. <laughs> um, and she just overall is becoming very disillusioned with this new sibling. So she decides to run away to an island to live with monkeys <laughs> and be happy. No, I'm not making this up. That's literally the reasoning. But she needs a way to get there. So Grandma Thora takes her and manages to convince her that her sister will need her someday. So, he, so DW comes home in a blaze of glory and everything's peachy from then on. Yay. Yay. So did you have any memories from this segment? I remember the boat ride. At yeah. the end, yeah. Okay, how about how about in the start where, the, where Arthur's looking at the clips of their two birthdays, and um, and they're like Arthur blow, and he's like, oh, baby Arthur's struggling with yeah. that. <laughs> and then on DW's birthday, when um, Arthur's trying to teach her to blow, she's just like, give me presents. <laughs> never shut up um <laughs> and she definitely distinctly says give me presents in yeah. a babyish version yeah. i admire i admired that juxtaposition of their two childhoods mm-hmm. really tells you all you need to know about those characters and then back into the present dw's filming arthur and she's like i'm trying to make arthur look better but it's hopeless <laughs> <laughs> I like when the cold opens break the fourth wall like that, where mm-hmm. Arthur's talking to the camera, but in this case, he's talking to the camera that DW is filming him with, not just the fourth wall camera. I like when DW accuses Arthur of not knowing beans about babies. Arthur, I mean, DW's a little mean in these two, um, two segments, to be honest. Understandably so, though. She's trying to prove herself. She put in way more effort into being a big a big sibling than Arthur did. And then Arthur gets all the credit. Maybe. As but... she said, I loosen the gas and he takes all the credit. <laughs> but Maydeen reassures her, burps are mysterious things. <laughs> Indeed they are. Well, she did put a lot of effort in, but it seems to be a little misguided. Yeah, why do you say that? Well, like, she doesn't actually try and learn anything about babies. She just <laughs> she just takes what she thought and runs with it and then tries to get rid of Kate. It wasn't until DW got her sleep schedule ruined by crying out throughout the night and oh. all her stuffed animals ended up smelling like diapers. <laughs> and then she has to have a chat with the Tibbles where they suggest oh that my God, they the just Tibbles. get rid of the baby. To which DW says, well, we can't do that. Mommy and Daddy like her. <laughs> and well, like they said, well, what if they didn't like her anymore? Devious, <laughs> devious. So the, the big plan there is that DW is just trying to tarnish a baby's reputation yeah. by blaming random bad things on her the demolition a full demolition <laughs> they walk past the demolition site she's like kate did that <laughs> in what world <laughs> and even like the setups she do the other setups she does are like really inconceivable 
Yeah, she put dad's shoes in the dishwasher and tried to blame that on a baby. And what did she put in the record player? A slice of ham, I think? Yeah. Yeah, bad. We didn't see the dad discover that, though. How mad do you think he, he was? Quite. Yeah. Very. <laughs> yeah. The last ditch attempt before DW calls it quits on her family is she tries <laughs> to sell Kate for 50 cents. <laughs> 50 cents! No, 30, 30, 35 cents, but that's my, my final, final offer. offer. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. And then she sees a documentary on the television about monkeys living on islands happily, and she's like, well, gotta go. I'm there. <laughs> the funniest part of this episode to me was when the way that she walks into Arthur's room and says, where's the nearest island? And he says, Button Island. And she says, okay, thanks. And then turns around, starts sobbing, yeah. and says, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, Arthur. And then she goes to her mom, goodbye. And the mom's not even there. She's just yeah. talking into an empty kitchen. And takes off to Grandma Thora's house. Yeah. I like how indulgent Grandma Thora is. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, okay, you gotta go? All right, I'll give you a ride. And she does. And e Monkey Island. And even they rent a boat together to row out to the island. But also DW's logic on going to the island. She's like, you know, monkeys, islands? <laughs> yeah. She's, exactly. She saw one documentary. And she's like, yeah, I know everything about islands now. That's where monkeys are. This is why I say Arthur writers really understand kids. Because this is 100% yeah. a conversation you would have with a child. I probably had this conversation as a child. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. I believe that. <laughs> okay. That's in character. Yeah. But you know, also this segment had a really quick turnaround. Like, they were rowing and DW was inconsolate. And then Sanji's like, oh, I gotta go back. My family needs me. Well, that's because Grandma Thora knew exactly what to say. She said that... Well, I mean, Grandma Thora had a few missed attempts. Where at first she says, well, don't you think your family will miss you? And DW brushes that off by saying, well, no, they like Kate now. Mm. So they're, they're busy. Their affections are already taken care of. And then Grandma Thora says, well, don't you think Kate will miss you? DW's got that countered as well. She's like, babies can't miss, which is true. Babies don't have the emotional capacity. They don't have object permanence. People. Yeah, not at all. And finally, Grandma Thora makes a good point where she says, well, D Kate's going to grow up. She won't be a baby forever. She's going to have a mom and a dad and a brother, but no sister. And that's, that's what yeah, it takes. Yeah, she has to go back. <laughs> but joke's on her. Kate never grows old. <laughs> and that's the beauty of television. <laughs> yeah. Also, I love how she rents a whole ass rowboat <laughs> and goes to the middle of the bay. Yeah. Like, wow. I really appreciate Grandma Thora. Yeah. She really knew exactly what DW needed in this moment. And sometimes... You know, when you're emotional about something and you're acting out, you just need somebody to humor you. Yeah, show they care about see you. See it through, yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought that was very sweet. Yeah. There are a few things in this episode I found were a bit, like, uh, incongruous or things that I expected that didn't happen. Like what? Like when um, the dad was like, DW, go to your room. I'll be up to discuss with you later. Mm -hmm. But then we never hear that discussion. 
I thought for sure we were going to at least hear some of it and be like a lesson. That's true. Because yeah. that was before she decided to run away. So presumably that yeah. discussion did still happen off screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just expected it to happen. Like it seemed like it was leading there and then... We don't actually see the consequence. We mm -hmm. just know that she's in trouble. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, okay, one last funny part I remember is uh, is when they get home, Theo's like, let me see the baby, let me see the baby, let me hold her. And the mom's like, I'm glad we're home. Like, it was too quiet at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> too true. Yeah, that house is chaotic now. Beautifully chaotic. The wonders of family. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. What would you rate this episode? Um, I think I'd give it a 6.5 this time. Lower than yeah. the other one? I just felt like it was such a similar... Everything was really similar, and I don't think it... They introduced many new things, and mm -hmm. it seemed kind of like a... I don't know, it didn't seem that special. I'll give it a 6.5 as well, because I rated the last one a 6, and I like this one better. I really? thought it was funnier. I connect more with DW. I think she, I love her as a character. <laughs> from what I've understood from the, the little to which I've dipped my toe into the Arthur fandom, listening to other people's like podcasts and, and reading stuff, apparently there's a lot of DW haters out there. Really? Who think she's annoying um, and maybe even babyish. At least that's kind of the vibe that I get. She, she is four, though. Like. Exactly. And personally, I think, though... I wouldn't even say that her humor is too juvenile. Like, I think she's so quick and she's so funny. Yeah. And so whenever she's on screen going through a problem, it's always in just the most dramatic way. And I love that about her. <laughs> I think it has really high entertainment value. Excellent. So, um, yeah, well, I'll rate it a 6.5 because I liked it a bit better than the other one. That's it. That's all. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, send us an email at arthurreadpod.com. At gmail.com. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you in two weeks when we cover season one, episode 12. In the meantime, have a wonderful kind of day.